You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. Barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning, don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue. Welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience, folks. We got a special episode for you today. I am so excited to welcome back Mr. John Grimes, host of the Ambiguously Blind podcast and usually dropping on Tuesdays, his podcast. But uh, we're going to be talking not only about some cooks that we've done, some recipes that we've got going, but we've got... Uh, it, it kind of a special time for us, Mr. Grimes. How you doing? Hey, 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 Chris. Good to good to hear you. Yeah, man. How you doing? Good yeah, to be here. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. That's interesting, man. I love that new song. That is great. Yeah, appreciate that. It's awesome. It's tremendous. <laughs> I need to get somebody to sing a song for my podcast. There you go. <laughs> well, I would offer to do it, but um, that's okay. At, yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's right. I mean, no offense by that. Sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, too late. Um, <laughs> oh, man. It's good to be back, man. It seems yeah. like it's been a while. It, it has been a while. Uh, you've been extremely busy. You've been talking to a lot of people, getting a lot done, and growing your podcast, which has been awesome. Been enjoying uh, the conversations that you've been having and would definitely encourage folks to check out Ambiguously Blind podcast big word and, yeah yeah big word yeah. i appreciate it i'm glad to know that at least somebody's listening that's right it's encouraging well you know um it's on in the background yeah well wherever <laughs> it can be i exactly it's it's wherever, wherever it fits in yeah ambiguously blind it, it's amblind.com though that's what i was getting ready to ask sure, is uh, yeah. give the give the website amblind.com amblind amblind.com yeah, it's like a homonym it's like a pun it's you know, it's all kinds of. I'm doing my Doctor Evil, um, putting my pinky in between my teeth. You know, it's yeah. You know, well, well, that's gambling. about as far as people get when they try to spell it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a big word. You know, I don't know if I really thought that through, but I don't know how many uh, words there are in the English language that have uh, the combination of the letters U O U in that order. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, there's yeah. a few. We have we have a lot of fun over there. Yeah, you've been there a couple times. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually thinking earlier today, probably time to bring you back for appearance number three. Sweet. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to work that out real quick. You you were talking about the uh, our our um, uh, vernacular, our vocabulary. You know, Shakespeare is known to have had a vocabulary of over fifty four thousand words. And the average American today, you know how many? Those 54 words. 
<laughs> a little bit more than that, but not much. <laughs> it's like three thousand. It's wow. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. I, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's and, uh, and of the three thousand, like a third of them probably weren't even considered words when uh, Shakespeare was <laughs> rolling. I know it. In that, yeah, that that's kind of sad as well. And and we just keep changing words. Yeah, <laughs> as I we we can't. Yeah, we're we're so original. We we're so unoriginal. We just have to change words instead of coming up with new ones. But uh, it's sad. But anyway, um, yeah. But you, man, you you found a good one ambiguously. Right. So say it three times out loud (laughs) and you'll get it. Ambiguouslyblind.com. Amblind.com. There you go. All right, man. Um, Anything new that we really need to be watching out for on the podcast? You get you, you, you just dropped one last week. Yeah. Yeah. I went through this little phase. There's another podcast called the AT banter podcast that I was on a little over a month ago. And um, all of a sudden, I started going through those guys for episodes. Yeah. So yeah. We, uh, we're doing that. There's some. There's some. I don't, there's a lot of interesting people out there. Yeah. Chris, yeah. There is. And yeah. Yeah. A lot of interesting stories, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of craziness out in this world. And um, the the probably I guess I don't know. It depends on when this airs. But my most recent episode is uh, Liz Malone, who is um, one of the AT banter folks. Yeah. And before that. Uh-oh, you get you gotta think. <laughs> Did I lose you? Yeah, there you are. Go. You, oh, oh, I sorry, I thought we had a bad connection there. Jeez, oh piso. What you, it sounded like you hit mute. You was like, and before that, and then you just went blank. It's like, uh oh, he's gotta think about it. <laughs> well, I don't know. Do you know who I had on before that? Do I know who you had on before that? Are we editing this? Yeah. Is this edited? No, this is no, we do we do there is this is no, us. This man. is real. This is real. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, it's Ryan yeah. Flurry. He was on before that. He was another of the AT banter guys. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not quite as long as far along as you, Chris. But I'm not. I'm not as good as you. But we we've had some pretty interesting people. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I always learn something, and I'm, I'm inspired by um, most of the stories that um, some, actually some of the some, something from every story that we we um, we talk about. It's challenging beliefs and revealing abilities that make people extraordinary, and that's why you've been on. Multiple times, Chris. You know who I miss listening to on your podcast that I don't, uh, man, it's been a long time since you've had him on. Uh, Hopefully it's not my wife. It is. Oh, no. I'm going to tell tell her you said that because I've been telling her, I was like, we got to get back on because everybody listens because of her. Man, I'll tell you what. She's the star of the show. It was, was, you guys just interacted so great. I thought, I I love those episodes, especially when she would ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done, uh, let's see, um, I don't know, five or six of those. She's probably been on about 10 episodes, Yeah, which isn't yeah. enough, because again, she's the star of the show. Yeah. She, she's actually the executive producer of the podcast. I don't know if you know that. No, I did not know that. She is, yeah. She Sweet. gets final say on everything. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That well, she knows about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I'll tell her you, I'll tell her you. Yeah, she's been requested. Absolutely, I mean, she, a lot of people request her, but yeah, in a public forum like this, yeah, Aaron, get, we'll bring Aaron back. Get her, get her to get some of those questions back together again, and um, yeah, that that's always good. That's always good. Well, hey man, you know what? We met 
five years ago. Do you believe that? Hard to believe it's been five years, Chris. And it's actually, I don't know why I said actually. It's weird. It's almost five years, maybe even to the day. Yeah. Actually, Chris, because it was right before my birthday mm-hmm. in, um, oh my gosh, what year was that? was that? Oh my goodness. Was that 2018? Yeah, 2018. Oh my gosh. Um, and my birthday is in a few days. Yep. That's right. And you were here a few days before my birthday, five years ago. So it may even been today. Saying surprise. <laughs> Got a knock on my door. And every, of course, everybody's in on it except for me. Of course. And my wife, who we mentioned a moment ago, was like, hey, why don't you answer the door? Which isn't a big deal. I normally do that, but I don't mm-hmm. know why she was insisting that I do it that particular time. Yeah. Yeah. And there you are. That's right. That's right. Cam- cameras rolling. <laughs> YouTube a Colin with uh, Michelle and uh, you asked me if I had any plans for the day. I was like, well, I was going to work Yeah, here in just a few minutes. So like, well, you thought. <laughs> not anymore. That's right. That's right, man. Your brother helped me Change get all those that. clothes and, and yeah. get into some grilling clothes. That's right, man. Yeah, we delivered the Big Green Egg package. And you've been going strong for five years on that Big Green Egg, man. I have, I, and I'm not the strongest. I will definitely admit that. But um, I, you know, prior to that, Chris, I mean, really, it was a, it was a life changing deal for me because I hadn't, um, with my sight loss situation that happened about 25 years ago, so about 20 years prior to me meeting you, I'd seen you on YouTube and those things, and and I was aware of you. My brother actually pointed. Pointed you out. He had a big green. He still has a big green egg. Yeah. And he's like, you need to check this guy out. So I started listening and watching. And next thing I know, here I'm, here you are on my front doorstep that I'd seen before. I got blindsided. That's right. right? <laughs> and in many more than ways than one. But um, yeah, Chris, it, it has definitely changed my life dramatically because we, we were only cooking inside. I'd grilled before, you know, when, when, normal sight was there and I'd lost a lot of confidence in the, my ability to grill outdoor. I didn't really, I thought I could probably do it, but I didn't really have the direction and kind of the knowledge to know kind of what to do. And I've, I've heard you talk about a lot of times you get a traditional grill and it's hot and you got to be careful where you're touching. And that's all true, of course, with the bigger egg too, but it's just so forgiving with the ceramic style. I'd never had a ceramic grill before. And, um, of course, with the smoking elements that are available because of the, the big green egg, I, I'd never smoked anything for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just done grilling before burgers and steaks and things like that. But um, now I'm cooking, you know, ribs and briskets and chicken and all those kind of things too. On And um, it's been amazing, Chris. It's been a I, – I, I'm I'm forever grateful. Oh man, yeah, to it, you yeah. And, and blind grilling and all the things that uh, you've done for me and, and and my family too. Where my family were starting to be meat eater. I mean, of course, I'm a meat eater, but I've got <laughs> young got a young tribe over here, and you can you can see them probably in the video. I think the video's still out there, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. You can go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash/blindgrilling, and click on the playlist and go down to the 
blindsided playlist and uh yeah you were the you might, third you might, one that we did third package you might we see gave some away. of my girls out there and and the family i don't know how many we had then seems like we've had more since then i don't know how many we have now but <laughs> oh um, man they just keep showing ago, up at the house that, that, Who was, knows? that was a fun day man that my again things changed from there on and the flame boss yeah and the biggering egg it's um i i like to think of the flame boss as the uh the flux capacitor that's, of, yeah, that's uh, right. yeah. grilling. It's what makes what makes grilling possible. Absolutely. For, uh, Do you remember for, what for we sure. cooked that day? Because we because we yeah, walked we through ribs. the first cook. We cooked yeah. ribs for yeah. sure, and we cooked beans, baked beans, or um, on the stovetop, which we still make a variation of that today. Mm-hmm. I don't remember your exact recipe, but it was a can of uh, or a couple cans. We use ranch style beans yeah. now. Yeah with a combination of onions and garlic and uh, other like barbecue sauce and other thing, mustard and what have you, whatever we put in there. But we also cooked some sort of potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember how exactly how they were, but I do remember there was a lot of butter, garlic and a lot of barbecue sauce and, and garlic yeah. and ribs. And I was mostly interested in the ribs. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, of course, of course, man. And, and because Maybe back ribs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's the only way to go right there. And and that is um that is one of those things that I know you've talked about a lot because I know you've done some, you know, a few racks of ribs in your day uh, in the past 5 years. And uh, you've actually helped some other folks to realize that uh, it doesn't have to take six to seven hours. To no, and I, I picked up the the blind grilling, the Chris Peltz method, and I've taught numerous of my compadres that um, again, you can you can cook ribs for six, eight, yeah, ten hours you if can. you want. Yeah, you can. But if you if you want to have them done in, you know, what two two and a half hours, then you can also do that. Yeah, with great results. And I don't think there's a you probably can't tell the difference between your two hour, two and a half hour cook and your, your six hour cook. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's, and it's great. So far, nobody's, nobody's told me otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now I also understand being a parent and of course, Chris, you're a parent as well, that there might be times where you need to be outside for six hours. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's always I those can, cooks can understand that, that. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it a little longer, honey. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll be in in a little bit. These need some uh, more time. Exactly. Yeah. But don't don't. I get that too. But you don't. It it takes. It's a two and a, two and a half hours, right? Yeah. Yeah. At three hundred. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's About right. An hour, hour, maybe ten. Hour and fifteen, maybe. You know, yeah. um, unwrapped, and then an hour and fifteen wrapped. Yeah. And then you can you can always un you know take them out and then throw them on and glaze them a little bit more if you want, but sure. it's not necessary. You know, it just depends on what you like. What I, you if want. I can, I let them rest for maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes, which helps yeah. at the end as well if I can wait that long. Sure. But yeah. I've been known to eat them where they're so hot that it's, you know, kind of burning my mouth. Yeah. Because I just, I'm ready to yeah. go. So w- what is your favorite thing to cook on the big green egg? Out of everything you've done, because I know you've, you know, you've mentioned the the briskets, you've done some pork butts, you've, you've done steaks and burgers and, and the ribs, but... If if you could only cook one thing for the next year, mm. what would you do? It would probably be pork of some sorts. It would be ribs or pork butt. And okay. I mean, I I love cooking 
pork shoulder, pork butt. Yeah. Because it's just so versatile and it you can just it just keeps for so long and it's so great. Um, I do love ribs though. It's interesting, um, right? Because you're a Texas boy. I mean, I granted, you know, I know you're you're originally from Ohio, but you being, you know, a Texas boy, usually down there, man, it's all it's about brisket. the beef. Yeah. 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 And I, I do like it, but it's not my, yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah. And I'm the um, opposite. I I would, I would pick a beef product over, over a pork anytime, but uh, not that I don't like it. I mean, I eat ribs. We eat a lot of pulled pork and, and pork loin and a bunch of, you know, we, we do a lot of pork, no doubt, but yeah, if if there was one thing, I, I would I would go with beef uh, of some kind before I would go with the with a pork product. Yeah, I think if if you go, um, I'm kind of on the spot here, so I, hopefully yeah. I'm making the right call here. But I like if we go to a, most of the restaurants I go to that are barbecue, I'm either getting a pulled pork sandwich or baby back ribs. And then brisket. That's yeah. pretty much my pecking order, depending upon where I'm going. If they're, you know, how it's available, or what's mm-hmm. what's most available. Sometimes sure. I can get all of them. Yeah. You, get, you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to do that too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, pitmaster's plate. Think, yeah, man. pulled pork and baby back would probably. I'd have to. I don't know. It depends on the day. Which one I'm having. Yeah, it's I a got different you. eat. Yeah. Yeah, but I, that's I, not the, that's not what I cook the most of. I cook the you know, yeah. again I got a young family, so we get eat a lot of burgers and brats and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I cook the most mostly. I cook that, which is going to be in most cases direct. Um, but if you're telling me, John, we can cook anything today. Yeah, yeah what's it going to be? Yeah, give me a pork butt. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. That sounds. I mean, that sounds pretty good, actually. Right now, it, it wouldn't be my choice, but but I would definitely eat it. That's for sure. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. So, but I, I do want to get into. You've got a recipe that I want to get into um, with some flank steak. But if you'll hold on just a second, we'll get to that in just a moment. Kickashbasket.com. For all your grilling accessory needs, check out the Kickash Basket for charcoal management. Check out their kick-ash can for easy ash cleanup. You've got some insulated gloves for easy to grab those hot items without burning yourself, some great lifters, and all kinds of other grilling accessories to make your life easier, to make starting up that grill a lot easier, and turn out some wonderful results. Tell them Blind Grilling sent you at kickashbasket.com. Yeah, man, I... You, I know you do a lot of flank steak, John, and and um, that's something you've you've talked a lot about. In I think in different times we've had you on, you've mentioned doing flank steak, but you never. I don't necessarily know that you ever went through really your um, your method, your means of you know what exactly you do start to finish. You know um, what temperature you're grilling at, direct or indirect, and you know, whether you're marinating, dry rub, what what are you doing with your flank steak? And then what's your favorite way to eat it once you get it done? Oh man, well it's a pretty it's a pretty scientific process, Chris. I mean it's <laughs> you got it you got something to write with? Uh yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll braille uh, it re- all out. <laughs> Is this being recorded? It's so far. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah, so 
where I'm from, you know, flank steak is a delicacy for us. So that'll tell you a little bit. Oh, and, and real quick, you know, you're getting older, so you're going to forget everything you're about to tell me. So this will forever be <laughs> recorded just for you. Right. You. So you can Thank always you. come back and listen to this episode when you're wondering, man, how did I make that flank steak? I can go back and yeah. And we'll help your listening count too. That's right. That's right. That's good. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I've gotten over the years, I've gotten flank steak from a lot of places, but right now I've been buying them from Costco for many years. I find that Costco flank steaks are awesome and they come two to a package and I usually try to get them around two pounds each and they fit into a Ziploc baggie and I cook it at about 350 degrees. The cook takes about not in the 20... Ziploc bag though. I take it out of the bag first. Yeah, I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. that's good. I didn't give you the. I'm not. I'm not giving you this in linear order. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah, that would be bad. It wouldn't. It, yeah. a, little, a little plasticky. And yeah, it wouldn't taste good either. Yeah, yeah. Uh. So three. I, so what I normally I do, I I light the grill about three hundred, or I light the grill with my torch. I don't have a torch as good as you yet. <laughs> um. What's your torch called? Uh, the the grill blazer grill gun. I don't have the grill blazer. I have yeah. the JJ George, which is a fine yes, torch in it of itself. Yeah, of absolutely, it is. But it it doesn't. I don't have mine hooked up to a propane tank. I mean, like a mm -hmm. fifty gallon propane tank, like you do probably. <laughs> but uh, my JJ George, I fire it up. I load up my Fogo charcoal and my big green egg that's provided by uh, Blind Grilling, of course, and I uh, fire it up. And then I go get my flank steak out of the refrigerator. And sometimes I dock it, which is when you hit it with a uh, fork. If I am if I have enough time, I will pull it out of the bag. And I will, I will like, um, I'm not sure what that's called besides docking, where you hit it with a fork on both sides to kind of tenderize it. Stab and it. Stab it is the motion I'm making. That, you can't that, see that's this, the but I'm making a stabbing term. motion. That's the technical yeah. term. I think the culinary term is docking, where you where you um, stab it with a fork. So I'll try to do that. And then put it back in the bag, and I put it in with um, uh, soy sauce, the full soy sauce, not the light or any diet soy sauce, the full thing. And I don't measure it, but I usually use uh, gr uh, garlic powder and pepper. Now, my family doesn't, like spice as much as I do. So I have to tone down the pepper, but I put in enough to give it some seasoning, put it in the bag. And then I put it in the refrigerator for about 30 to 45, maybe 60 minutes, depending upon how long it takes the grill to get lit to 350 or heated up to 350. I uh, pull it out of the bag, put it on the grate, direct grill. And it takes about between 20 and 25 minutes. Okay. At 350, and I flip it once or twice. Yeah. During that time. And it generally comes out in the medium ish range. And um, then I pull it out, put it on a cutting board, and I try to cut it uh, against the grain. The, the flank steak is sort of um, generally it's rectangular, but it's more of an oval kind of. The ends are kind of rounded, tapered. Right, and so it's can, not the can, most tender of, of cuts either. No, it, it is not, which is why I try to, mm -hmm. if I have time, I try to uh, tenderize it with the fork before I can, um, before I put it on, before I tender, uh, before I put it in the bag. 
But even if I don't, which I, I cooked this last night, actually, and I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't tenderize it with the fork first. And I pull it out, and I cut it um, against the grain. I try to cut it at about a 45-degree angle. And I am no expert at it. I'm trying to work on, you know, of course, I can't see very much, Chris. I can see enough to be dangerous, yeah, which yeah. is dangerous, dangerous in and <laughs> That's right. I've got a knife, right, and a big fork in my hand. So I'm cutting it. And I try to get it at about a 45 degree angle against the grain and about half of my cuts come out. You know, my dad is the Yoda of uh, flank steak and his dad was, he learned from his dad and I learned from mine kind of thing. So I'm still working on my technique, but I like them to come out at about a 45 degree angle and they're kind of like, it's kind of like shaved. It's probably the best way I could describe it as the, the pieces come off. So that that's the best way to have it. Okay. And there's a lot of applications for it. You can just eat it like that, straight up. And sometimes we put barbecue sauce on them. Sometimes, I mean, most of the time I just eat it like that. With um, we get these um, what are they? um, there's these potatoes. Yeah, the Dutch. Yeah, the baby Dutch yellow potatoes. So we'll get like a bag. They come in bags at, at my grocery store, and we'll cut, we'll like quarter them, put them in the oven, um, while the flank steak is on, and kind of. And bake them for a little while, then broil them at the end. And they get a little bit of crisp to them, put some olive oil and salt on them. And then um, last night we had them with Brussels sprouts. Erin makes some great, like, kind of, um, she has this technique where she kind of almost, um, it's like shaves them or shreds them, I guess is the word. She kind of shreds these Brussels sprouts. Okay. And with some olive oil and pepper and garlic in the uh, over the stovetop. And it's it's fantastic. Awesome. So yeah. we had a uh, flank steak and potatoes and uh, Brussels sprouts. Sweet. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds really, really good. good. Yeah. You, you know, I, I'm curious about a, um, about a couple things. First of all, I, I, I want to say this. On those potatoes, y- you need to get you some duck fat spray. I do. Hit them with that. I've heard you that. talk about that. Oh, man. Hit them with that and then the salt. Dude. Oh yeah, it makes everything better. It does. It it really does. Aerosol that, ducks duck. Oh man, spray, right? duck fat spray in a can. It, it just yeah. you can't beat it. Um, that that is my binder of choice for everything nowadays. It's just it's been. Is awesome. that pretty pretty available? Pretty much anywhere. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. there's only one company doing it. Um, Cornhuskers, which is, I think is the, the corporation or the, the guy, I guess it's a guy, you know, um, they actually had a real bad fire last year, um, at where he does all his work and, and it shut them down for a little while, but they're back up and running. And, uh, yeah, he, he, it's out of Nebraska, hence the name Cornhusker. Uh, yeah. Got that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, they, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and you, of course they got the duck fat spray, but now they're, they're putting out some other, forms of duck fat as well, you know, just, you know, for flavoring and different, uh, you know, frying and, and things, but man, that duck fat spray is hard to beat for sure. Now um, are, are ducks from Nebraska? Is that the deal? They, well, they certainly pass through there. Yeah. Well, a few, but a few of them don't make it. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. That's yeah. right. Um, but let me, let me ask you this as well. When you talk about, oh boy, I'm going to cough here. Excuse me. Um, put them in a zip, your uh, flank steaks in a Ziploc and let them go for about 30 to 45 minutes, maybe an hour. H- have you ever let them go longer than that? Because 
there's a reason I ask. A lot of times when it comes to uh, brining, you know, especially, you know, chicken and, and sometimes a wet brine uh, of, of other meats, usually they say like a minimum of four hours. So I just didn't know if you've ever let it go that I've, long. No, or... I've never. I don't think I've. If it has been longer than that, it's only been because I've got distracted or something happened. Okay. I don't yeah. think I've ever gone longer than. I'm trying to think, probably the longest I've ever gone is an hour and a half, maybe. Yeah. But I feel like the uh, soy sauce can make it too salty or maybe really penetrate it. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm very aware of the saltiness and sure. I don't want to overdo it. So I I've, I've, I've never gone more than probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Um, I'd be, I was, I was, that's what I was wondering is if the soy sauce had something to do with not going much longer yeah. than that. That For um, me it does. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it can, yeah, that salt definitely will penetrate. Yeah, there it's real similar though to something else that uh that I've done and we usually do it anytime we get uh some deer meat whether we it's a uh, backstrap tenderloin or uh even the heart muscle itself but we actually will take and mix um equal parts soy sauce and Worcestershire sauce and throw it in a Ziploc and then add some um Oh, either Montreal steak seasoning and maybe a jalapeno, which I know you you said you got to be careful with the spices, but maybe throw some peppers and onion in there and let it all marinate together uh, in that, uh, and that always turns out really good. We always that like sounds that. yeah, that sounds good. Now, except for the heart, is that you said heart? I, I did. <laughs> the marinade sounded great, but I don't think yeah. I've ever had heart. I've never knowingly had heart. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's not common. And depending on the hunter, you know, if, if they get a lung shot, they can salvage the heart. Otherwise, you know, they, if they shoot it through the heart, you, you know, the size of the deer may determine uh, whether or not it's salvageable, but uh, yeah, man, we love it. We, we, we eat the heart. Yeah. It's good stuff. Does it, it taste like chicken? No, <laughs> not at all, man. It's like deer. It, it, it I, I think it is it like heart next to the backstrap. It is the best cut of meat on okay. a deer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a little work. You know, you got the ventricles and stuff. You got to get out. You got to cut out butterfly it open and things, but it's worth it. It's worth the work. And yeah, we will, we'll pan fry it. Um, and after, you know, especially marinate in the soy and Worcestershire mix with, you know, a few other peppers and onions and, and things, but yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. How big is a deer heart? You know, the human heart's like, they say the size of your fist, right? Uh, yeah, probably. And it usually, uh, baseball, maybe, baseball size, depending on the deer, you know. I mean, you can get some sure. bigger, you yeah. can get some, you can get some a lot smaller, but yeah, it's about that. So, so it, you know, once you get it cut and, and, and prepared, it's going to be a little, you know, smaller because you're losing a lot. Um, as that, but it's just muscle. It's just pure muscle is all it is. So yeah, it's the muscle that works the hardest on that deer. I'm sure. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 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 But it's good stuff. It's good stuff. But, but that marinade though, man, that, that's, uh, um, it, that's good stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I like, I like using the soy sauce, but I usually, cause I, I, I like doing that, um, that combination of the soy and the Worcestershire, uh, equal parts. So it's interesting you say that because when I was making the flank last night, 
I almost we have some Worcestershire sh- 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 shires, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a bottle of it right next to the soy sauce. I was like, maybe I should. Tr- I wonder what happened if I put some of that in, and I almost did, but I didn't. Yeah, I I think you'd like it. Um, and sometimes, in fact, after not only do will we grill meat, um, smoke it, but sometimes we'll take that same mix and put it in a skillet and um, kind of pan fry the meat and then put a little bit of that liquid in the in that juice, the meat there in the juice in the skillet and simmer yep. it and just kind of simmer it down. And it's, it's just good stuff, man. It really is. I think you ought to try it. Let me know what you think. I think it will next time. That's a good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have those occasionally. I, I have <laughs> been ideas. known to have a good idea every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, dude, you you know, you are coming up on 45? I Let's not talk about that. I just can't <laughs> believe it's been five years. My goodness, man. Hey, that is crazy. Yeah, I was thinking about that, There have been a too. lot of cooks, Chris. That's right. A yeah, lot man. of cooks. Yeah. And they've all been – I've – trying to think if there's anything i pulled off of that big green egg that wasn't great well the one thing i've been trying to get you to do though is something other than proteins on the egg yeah i don't you know those potatoes are awesome in the egg right that you talked about the only time we cooked those when you were here yeah we cooked those on the egg yep yeah that's right and I'm thinking, and I think that might be the only time we've not cooked protein. Have you ever thrown asparagus on there? No, man. Yeah, you're missing out, dude. You, dude. It, all right. So that there's the first five years meat, right? The, the next five years needs to be meat and something else, man. Yeah, you're right. Let's get some veg on there. What about right? seafood? Have you done any seafood? Any shrimp? Um, scallops? No shrimp. No scallops. I'm trying to Salmon? think if we've done any fish. Salmon we may have d- We may have done salmon once. Yeah. That would be the most once, yeah. Really? Yeah. I love salmon, too. Well, there you go. I'm trying to think, though. I... Um, maybe we've done shrimp. I'm scouring my brain, Chris. Yeah, man, I hear you. As you mentioned, we've there's been some years here, and the older and that's you one get, that, the harder it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think I've done salmon, and I think I've done shrimp, but I'm not certain of either of those. Yeah. Um. Man, I tell you what, because <clears throat> not I'm, enough, obviously, not I, enough, not not as much as you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've even the little video shorts that we've been posting lately. We did some, uh, we did some crappie. I've done some walleye recently. My wife caught a walleye. Uh, we put that on the grill. We've done, um, we did some baking on the egg. We did some banana bread, and I'm hoping to do a video of that pretty soon because i want some more banana bread um man yeah, i've seen those i saw mm. i saw the walleye and the crappie that looked good yeah yeah they were great they were great even we did a, a um i did in fact i did this one by myself i was here alone um it was kind of cool I'll, I'll brag on myself just a little bit but um we have this store that has this uh crab stuffing and sometimes they'll go ahead and do a mahi mahi stuffed 
cra- you know, crab stuffed mahi mahi. And my wife had gotten some, but they'd been in the fridge a couple of days and things had come up. We hadn't been able to cook it. Well, she had to go to work. And so she's at work. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, vi- I'm going to cook this stuff in the egg. I fire up the egg. I get it, the skillet out, uh, you know, hit it with some of the, uh, the duck fat, duck of course. Fat, yeah. You're right. Uh, a little bit of uh, meat church, Texas sugar seasoning and uh, throw it, throw it out there on the grill. And I, I do a couple of shots, say a couple of things, you know, for the video. And then I send my wife the video and uh, I was like, hey, can you just make sure that on these clips, I got everything centered, everything looks okay. And one was a little off, but it, it was doable and workable. And so, um, you know, and, and she's like, yeah, that, you know, it all looks really good. You know, I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. So I ate mine because right? I, I had two on there. So I ate mine. And, uh, um, I put the other in a little, um, little kind of a to-go container that we've got. And I called an Uber and I Ubered over to my wife's work and took it to her and, and surprised her with it. And, and she, she told me, she goes, when I sent the videos to her, she was like, ah, it looks so good. And, and I just, I wish I was there. Yeah. 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 I was like, I'm not going to get to eat it fresh off the grill. Chris was a hero. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I was. So, so yeah, it was, it was awesome, but yeah, it tasted great. Sounds good. Yeah. So you, you've got to do it, man. I mean, the, just from the breads to the, the pies, I, dude, it's just so good. Egg makes everything better, right? And it's so versatile because you can do all that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, like we said, the flame boss, I mean, we're going to turn into a commercial here in just a minute, but, but we're just so passionate about this because it works so well for us and, and, and what it's allowed us to do, right? I mean, like you said, yeah, I don't know how much you ever cooked before, you know, prior to five years ago, you know, but, uh, the, you know, compare well, that to... I, I, I cooked quite a bit before site, my site changed. Yeah. But probably close to zero after. So pretty stark difference. Yeah, yeah. And for the past five years, you know... A lot. A lot, yeah. Yeah, so, which which has and been awesome, been awesome. Have you and and Flame Boss, so, and it's the in, flux capacitor and, of grilling. And I still get your text, still get a phone call every once in a while. Hey, Chris, you know, cooking this, this yeah, here's the ribs. I'm cooking That's a flank right. steak again. You're like, okay, enough with the flank steak already, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of burgers, a lot of brats, some ribs yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, man. But, but way more, again, a million times more than I was doing before. Yeah. So yeah. And you got kids like, "Daddy, will you cook this?" Yeah, I'm. We're working on that. Yeah, yeah. They like burgers. There you go. They like brats. Yeah. Hey, that's so that's big. We're working right on there. our palate. So yeah. fish and stuff, not yet. But mom and I like fish. Mama, right. you know. So. Sure. Sure. Well, let's let's change this up just a little bit because obviously we're both into podcasting. You got the Ambiguously Blind podcasts and uh, the amblind.com website that you're you. keeping you up it. with. Right. Yeah. Um, and what what is probably your most accessible tool that you use in in just your everyday 
going about? Whether you know, I mean, we've already mentioned the flame boss. I know you know that's that's you know there, but other other than that, what are some things that you're doing, especially with the podcasting? Right, somebody wants to get into podcasting, and you know they're wondering, you know what what are some of the what's the software? What is some of the tools that you're using to help you get all this stuff together? Well, Chris, actually, uh, the primary one, which is what we're both talking on through right now, I should say, is the Roadcaster. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the Roadcaster 2. I'm still working on the Roadcaster 2. I've got the Roadcaster 1, which is great. Have you heard what they're coming out with? I just, well, I just saw a release yesterday or today about some upcoming releases. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. So they're they're doing like a... uh, a roadcaster pro um like a mini or mini, something yeah yeah so yeah. instead of the forge um, the two and instead of the um how many one, two three four instead of eight pads they'll have six but um it's got a couple of things that they took away from from for the two from the one such as the trrs um and maybe something else uh and yeah, they I did, incorporated I did see that. that that looks pretty good so it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty neat. And and it, surely it's going to come in at a lower price point. Well, um, I don't know, Chris. I'm, I, it's John. Don't call me Shirley, please. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine that it will. The road, So Road has been great. I, I'm talking through a mo- Rode mic on a Rodecaster, and I got that through you um, or, or from you and, and through your recommendations, which is great. And I use, as far as... Accessibility, I use both a Mac and a PC. I'm talking through a Mac right now, but most of my editing is done through a PC. And I use Audacity for audio editing. I have, Chris, on my podcast, I have a lot of editing if necessary. Gotcha. You know, if if it's expletives from me or my guests or just ums and I won't do it now, but coughs and, and throat clearings and all that stuff. So I try to get, you know, most of that stuff out, but that's... Primarily, I use Zoom text as a just a vision impaired guy. So I have zero vision in my right eye, and about twenty three hundred vision in my left eye. So I, I use Zoom text, um, which is Freedom Scientific. Are you, you're a mm-hmm. are you on Voiceover? Yeah, or are you. Yeah, I'm Voiceover. Jaws guy. No, I'm I'm Voiceover. I haven't messed with Jaws since um, two thousand nine. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's well, when I switched it's to Mac. It's improved quite so. a bit since then, but sure. voiceover is great too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's probably where I'd be too. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but with work, I know you got you got different things. So, but that's cool. The the only thing about the Roadcaster is uh, with the screen reader, it's not accessible. You know that that's the bummer about it because it the Road has the app that you can use, but um, it Does it is not accessible. Not, not no. work within no the road. No, it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. That which is unfortunate, you know. Um, so with magnifiers and things like that for someone who's low vision, it it is absolutely great. And and you you know as as you know and are yeah. able to use it, you know. I I had cited help to get mine set up, but now all the buttons are tactile, which is great. Uh, there is a touchscreen for more finer points, which I cannot use. But once it's set up. Then obviously I can go to it and and use you know do all my intros outros do all you know get all that done but uh, uh, unfortunately I've found Road not to be 
very accessible on any as far as screen readers on any of the stuff that they do. And I love their products. Uh, you know, their products are well made, very good. But even when I use their wireless go uh, and their wireless go to mics, um, it they're the the apps in order to do updates and things like that, they're just not accessible. So uh, you that, have a wireless a go to also? I I don't anymore. No, I, I okay. sold it and went to DJI and um it you know their stuff is accessible and so I've really well, liked that's, that's disappointing to know uh, I contacted Rode about the the Rodecaster 2 because I wasn't sure if it, how accessible because it's it is totally it's it's mostly touch screen, right? I yes. mean it's more more touch screen than the original Rodecaster and I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to you know, use the functionality, the new functionality. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have any demos or anything available for me to try out. So I haven't, that's part of the reason why I haven't made their leap. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of disappointing because they seem pretty flexible and they were pretty responsive, but that's, we need to talk to road. Yeah. Chris. I mean, it, other than, other than that, that's really, yeah, I mean, which is a big great. gripe. Every, they they every, are every, great people. Yeah. Yeah, they make yeah. great products, but I love the road stuff. Everything again, yeah. everything I have is road yeah. as far as this podcast is concerned. So yeah. Sure. Yeah. And 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 like I said, you know, it 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 just it is frustrating that the software they come out with is not uh accessible with screen readers. So um but uh Yeah, I didn't know that as as a non screen reader my, user myself. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And magnification it, it's fine. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If you can if you can magnify it. You know, you can you know, you can find everything. You can click it and do all that, but the screen readers won't acknowledge it. So, uh, so that that's kind of the bummer. But uh, but other than that, like I said, you know, for what I do and and what it allows me to do, uh, once it's once it's set up, then it, it's great. I love it. So, if anybody's on the fence about starting a podcast, <clears throat> I would say do it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't take a there's not a large financial you know, hurdle to get into it. Uh, the, the, the better you want to get and you can certainly refine a lot of things and spend some money on some better gear, but you, it's, it's a pretty low barrier to entry. And you know, the only reason world. that I wouldn't, cause there's another product out there that I really like, and that is the focus, right? Vocaster one and Vocaster two. Have you used that? And I, well, I, I haven't used it, but I I've got one. Uh, the Vocaster 2 um, that um, is some friends of mine are going to be using, and so I'm checking it out. Um, the The biggest issue for me with it is it doesn't have onboard recording, so you have to use the computer okay. uh, to yeah. record. You know, you feed it into the computer or an iPad, apparently, which is what I'm going to test it on, and uh, you can record, you know, in, directly into that. Uh, but it's very tactile. Every you know, you can feel everything, and so, um, you know, and so I'm I'm gonna get into the software and, and check all of that out. But uh, it's supposed to be a lot more accessible. It just lacks a few uh, of the premium features, you know. But it comes in at less than half the price at the same time, you know. So, um, you know, for the Vocaster One, I think is 150, and right now the Vocaster Two is 250 dollars. As opposed to six or seven hundred dollars, you know, for the uh, yeah. for the roadcaster, so yeah. um, so there's a big price disparity there. But you know, you're 
they're both quality, but the the roadcaster just offers so much more uh options and things that you can do with it um you know right at your fingertips which is awesome yeah there's a lot of functionality built in absolutely and the onboard recording is nice because i don't have to concern myself with what's going on with the computer or ipad or whatever so it is super handy to have that built right in yeah yeah because the roadcaster right you've got the big record button just right there tactile you can feel it tactile you press it, it yeah boom. it's all yep all good to go and it's green when it's off and it's red when it's on so for those that can see it's pretty clear what's happening okay yeah sweet sweet so so yeah so that that works out really well you know uh but yeah other than that um you know, definitely, if you want to get into to podcasting, I mean, how long have you been doing it now? How the podcasting? Just a little less than you, Chris. I started in August of twenty. Yeah. So at the time of this recording, I'm about two and a half, a little more than two and a half years in. Okay. And it's it's been awesome because I've met so many people. It's it's amazing. You know, I don't know who I've told this to, but like, you. I'm a talker, right? I'm not much mm-hmm. of a writer. I'm writing a book. I've, I've, I think I'm, you know, I don't know if I mentioned that on the recording or not, but that's something I'm trying to do, but I'm not much of a writer, mm-hmm. which is not a good thing for a guy that's trying to write a book. Yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, that, me, but I've come, in, I've come in contact with a lot of people that do that through my podcast, which has been great. And you can, you know, I've met, I'm, I'm in the 80s as far as episodes go. And it's like um, probably around 50 or 60 people that I never knew before mm-hmm. that it would be hard for me to have a conference, like hey, just call up a random person, like, hey, let's talk about this, or hey, let's talk about that. So the podcast is a great forum just to just to network and connect with people and yeah, do that kind of stuff. And I've learned a, I've, I've learned a bunch and connected with some really – unique and interesting people over the last two and a half years. And it's, uh, I, I plan on keep going. I'm, 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 my next goal is a hundred episodes. So I've got a little less than 20 to go. Let's we'll see if I make it. Now, are you breaking those up into seasons at all or no, are you bothered? I, no. I, that, that takes too much. That uh, no, I'm yeah. just, cause I'm on season three. three, right. And I'm basically doing it by year. So I'm on my third year, um, of, of podcasting. So, uh, took a little break in between, um, sure. but, yeah. uh, you know, which, which can be a healthy thing, you know, but you know, try not to do it for too long and then jump back into it. And, um, uh, seems like folks are, you know, j- just are still there just waiting. Right. And, good. Yeah. 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 It's, it's been great. And, and I think this run has been better. I, it just keeps, for me, it's like, it keeps getting better as I go. And I, I found it interesting that when it comes to podcasting, they say that most people that start a podcast that don't make it don't get past seven episodes. I heard that too. And I blew past seven. I'm like, well, I must be a professional now. <laughs> That's yeah. I'm I'm just a few uh, episodes away from being a podcast millionaire, at least in my mind. And you <laughs> there you go. Still working yeah. on that. But yeah, I it mm-hmm. it's amazing that the threshold for entry is apparently pretty low. And yeah. most people give up pretty early on, but I've loved it. And I, it is a side hustle, side gig. I mean, it's not even a hustle. It's just something I like to do. 
side hobby, I guess. So, or a hobby rather. So it's, it's, it's just great connecting with people. I've learned, I've, I've said this, I already said this, but I've learned a lot from other people and Mm -hmm. including, you know, things I've listened to on, on your podcast. There's a lot of great podcasts out there. Everybody there and their are. mom seems like has yeah. one. I know it. Yeah, there's there are a ton. Doesn't out mean there. they're doesn't mean they're all good, mm-hmm. but there are certainly ones for everybody. So it's um, yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, it's huge. I love. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm, I've got I've gotten more into it than uh, than I really thought I would, and and I'm loving it. I'm loving it as well. Man, it, it it's great having you back on. Five. It's just hard to believe five years, dude. Yeah, I can't believe it. So where does the time go, Chris? It it. Uh, you does know. it keep going like this? I mean, your parents <laughs> it gets faster. Are a little older than me, dude. It, it gets faster. It speeds up. Oh my yeah, God. it it yeah, yeah. It gets faster. It's hard to and faster that. and faster. So, yeah, but but it's true, but it's true. So, you know, yeah. but like the old man told me, ah, don't worry about it. You're not old till you start losing your sight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I know it, isn't it though? Isn't it? Yeah, encouraging. Uh, that's right. All right, man. Thanks again for joining me, John. I really do appreciate Anytime, it. Good talking Chris, with you. I love hanging out with the most interesting gorilla in the world. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Check out John's podcast, Ambiguously Blind, wherever you get your podcast. And, of course, go to his website, amblind.com as well. Shoot us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And remember, if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. And barbecue, it keeps us together when life wants to tear us apart. Barbecue, no matter the weather, under the sun or the stars. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.